everything and anything in here we have investigated. Don't ever touch anything. And if you do, let me know. This is the worst thing in here, is that doll. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stare at it though. So you, you can take the picture, but I'm not gonna stare at it because that is, that has done badly, bad harm on a lot of people. You have to conjure the spirits in order to get them. You know, you're not gonna get them by just walking around here. And that's the one that's sort of depicted a little bit in this movie, correct? Yes, it is. Yeah. That, that's the Annabelle doll. Welcome back to another beautiful Sunday afternoon. Welcome to the Rainy Day Horror Show. If you don't know who I am, I am the host of the best horror podcast in the world. I am the man with balls too big to handle. I am the certified cougar hunter. I am Dusty McBalls. Okay, and on today's episode, we're going to be bringing a doll to the show. Not just any doll, alright? Not a Barbie doll. Not a Care Bear, alright? Get that shit out of here. You know what we're bringing? You know what I'm bringing to the table today? I'm bringing the one, the only, the most demonic doll that has terrorized this world. Annabelle. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that by the title of this episode. Alright? Thank you for tuning in. Alright? Before we get into it, I hope you guys had a wonderful week and a wonderful weekend. Okay? I know. It's getting tough out there. Prices are through the roof. Gas still isn't coming down, which sucks if you're driving a car that is, takes premium gas like me, trust me, Minnesota, that shit's 420, and I'm ready to rob every gas station and then go to the local fucking Capitol building and tell them to lower this shit because I am sick and tired of it, all right? But that's a conversation for another day, all right? Now, the breakdown for this episode is I am going to be explaining what the Annabelle doll is, what she looks like where she came from, all of the things that are attached to her, all of these bad fucking accidents, I guess, not really because they were intentional by her. And then I'm going to let you decide if she truly is haunted or demonic or possessed or whatever you want to call it, okay? Now, without further ado, get those Crocs on, set them bitches in adventure mode, get yourself a Capri Sun, a high C juice box, or whatever the fuck you want that just tickles the punching bag in the back of your throat, okay? And let's get this show on the road, all right? Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll that was produced and sold in stores in the mid-20th century, specifically in 1915. But this Raggedy Ann doll that we're looking at today is far from normal. This doll that we're looking at is allegedly haunted by a demon. And the true story of this demon and doll relationship starts in the year 
1970, where this evil doll was blamed for multiple violent attacks. A demonic possession. The evil needs a body to go into. And if you're vulnerable, it's going to be you. And at least two near-death experiences. This doll's story flew under the radar for decades until the Conjuring universe decided to expose this demonic doll. Before I get any further, shout out to The Nun 2 that's coming out in July. I am so fucking psyched for it. Okay, I saw the trailer last night when I was going to go see The Boogeyman. Bro, that shit looks terrifying. Alright, just want to put it out there. It looks absolutely frightening. Okay, alright, so back to the story. So, what we're going to do now is we're going to break this bitch down fucker sideways. <gasps> and really see if this doll is truly possessed as they say. And like I said earlier, Annabelle is responsible for a demonic possession, multiple attacks, a car wreck, and two near-death experiences. The first recorded haunting of Annabelle took place in 1970. Now Annabelle was a gift to a young nurse named Donna for her 28th birthday by her mother and she got this doll at like a hobby store or like an antique store. Oh, hell no. So you already know this doll's extremely fucking haunted. All right. Donna was absolutely thrilled with the new doll and took it home to her apartment that she shared with another young nurse named Angie. At first, the Annabelle doll was a beautiful little accessory that greeted guests with a wonderfully stitched smile. But, unfortunately, that didn't last long, as the two young women started to notice that this doll, the Annabelle doll, moved around the apartment by itself. Donna would set the doll on the living room sofa before leaving for work, and every time she'd come home for work, that doll would be in her room, with the door shut waiting for her arrival. Later on in her paranormal experiences, Donna and Angie would find notes set out for them saying, help me, help me, help me, written on parchment paper that they didn't own. Then on one beautiful sunny day, Angie and her boyfriend Lou were just vibing out at the crib, you know, sipping some Capri Suns, or Kool-Aid Jammers, or high C juice boxes, whatever they were drinking, and they were having a good time, and they were just watching TV, right? She was in her nice lounge pants and a tank top, and Lou, well, Lou was being a typical man, you know, just a lion, in the lion's den, he was just shirt-cocking it. Why wouldn't you cover that up? A warrior has nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, you do. I mean, look at you, you're just straight shirt-cocking it? Toddler style? Oh, yeah. Hanging loose. When all of a sudden, they heard some weird noises coming from Donna's room. And when those noises came about, you know who went to check it out? Lou. 
at least his girlfriend was there. Because this... Hold on. Alright, bring it in close. This would have been so weird. Right? If Lou was there by himself. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna go see what it is. And walks in, just in Donna's room. I would be so concerned, like... I. No, that's creepy, okay? So thankfully, Angie was there. I would have called Lou a creep if Angie wasn't there. But thankfully, she was. So, as they heard these noises, Lou got up and he went to go inspect her room. Because, obviously, Angie was petrified. And Lou, being a big, strong man back in the 70s, was like, I'll do it, baby. So that's what happened. He went up to go check it out. After he inspected her room and sniffed her panties... Give me a hell yeah! I said, give me a hell yeah. He found no sign of forced entry. But what he did find was a face down Annabelle doll. And as he approached that Annabelle doll, he felt something just tickle up his spine. You know that feeling when you know something's in the room with you, but you can't see it? It was one of those. He knew something bad was going to happen. But he didn't listen to his intuition. And as he got close to that Annabelle doll, Annabelle allegedly attacked him and clawed all over his chest, leaving bloody claw marks. And two days later, all of a sudden, those bloody claw marks disappeared without a trace. And after that traumatic experience, the two women invited the psychic over to the home to conduct a seance and to find the answers to whatever paranormal shit is going on in their house. Thankfully, they called in a specialist, okay? Because y'all already know how I feel about Ouija boards, okay? Ouija boards are not to be messed with unless you're with the professional. Example, a ghost hunter or a psychic or a medium or somebody that is clairvoyant in the spirit world because sometimes you don't know who you're really talking to and it could be something demonic and that demonic demon whatever is going to lie to you and when it lies to you and you invite it into whatever the fuck you're doing and you don't close that portal you're good as dead i'm sorry you are you are just as good as dead and i don't want you dead and you don't want you dead okay so if you're going to use a Ouija board, call in a professional, alright? So, now, after the seance was finished, the psychic told them that allegedly the doll was inhabited by a dead seven-year-old named Annabelle Higgins. She's supposed to be a little girl's cuddly toy, but she's not. Whose body was found years earlier on the site where the apartment complex was being built. The medium claims that Annabelle was a benevolent spirit and simply wanted to be loved and cared for. But that couldn't be any more wrong, right? Because we already know what Annabelle is, right? Now, the two nurses reportedly felt bad for the spirit and consented, allowing her to take permanent residence in the doll. And at this time, and at this point in the story, is when the nightmare officially starts. After the attacks on Lou, and after the psychic seance, one day, Donna found blood on Annabelle's hands as if the doll was bleeding. Shortly after that encounter, they called the priest who contacted the Warrens. And after the Warrens and the priest were contacted, they went straight to the apartment and... 
Unfortunately, they shortly realized that the Annabelle doll was possessed by a demon and not by Annabelle Higgins. And this Annabelle doll that was possessed by the demon, the reason it kept popping up in Donna's room is because it was a gift for Donna. And the demon thought that Donna was suitable for it to be a host and for it to be able to possess Donna. At least, that's what the Warrens told Donna. The Warrens also told Donna that demons don't possess items. They possess people. And eventually, at the end of the Warrens and the priest's investigation, the priest exercised the home and the Warrens took Annabelle home with them. Now, the Warrens are some smart motherfuckers, okay? With, they knew the power behind Annabelle. So they didn't want to take the highways because they didn't want to risk a car accident or something bad happening to them. So what they did was they took the back roads home. And as they took these back roads home, they were plagued with car problems. To the brakes not working and to the engine stalling. The only time it stopped was when Ed Warren allegedly threw holy water on the doll. Not today, Satan. Not today. Now, this is all alleged. I just want to say this, okay? I just want to preface this. This whole story is alleged. This is all coming from the Warrens, okay? Just want to make that clear. Now, once they got home, Ed allegedly set Annabelle on his desk for a little while thinking she would be safe and wouldn't cause much harm there. Well, he was wrong. And he would catch Annabelle levitating on multiple occasions above his desk. She also would move around the house like she did in the apartment. And with all of this activity going on in the house, Edward and Lorraine decided to call the priest to come bless the doll. And he basically laughed at them and he didn't take it seriously, right? He's like, there's no way this stupid doll is gonna hurt me, right? So... After they called them, after he agreed to come bless the doll, the Warrens waited for his arrival. And when he arrived, they obviously took him to Annabelle. And once he saw Annabelle, right, he looked at her. He looked into her dead, soulless eyes and said to Annabelle, You can't hurt me. You're just a doll. Well, father, priest, whatever you want to be called, Sorry, but you're going to get hurt now, right? That's what Annabelle's thinking. She's like, I'm going to fuck you up. And that's exactly what she did. As soon as he left and as soon as he was done blessing the Annabelle doll, he was allegedly in a serious car accident where he rolled his car. And even though he didn't die, he was seriously injured. And after that awful encounter, Ed and Lorraine decided to lock up Annabelle in a case made with a special piece of glass and wood that had the Lord's Prayer and St. Michael's Prayer inscribed in the wood. That cabinet downstairs, my father told me, never open that cabinet up. I was afraid to be there. Annabelle is probably the most haunted object in the Warren's Occult Museum. That came straight from Ed's mouth because of the havoc that it caused with people. What did you do to get in there? And now, for the rest of their lives, they would contain this evil by periodically saying prayers over Annabelle, 
hoping to seal the demon in that case. What has been done is circular embolism, which is prayers, are said all the time, you know, to pray. You're a priest to bless. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Yes, oh my God, yes. I can't do that. Since being locked up in prison, Annabelle hasn't been able to move. But, allegedly, allegedly, she has found a new way to walk among the living. Okay? I don't know what that is. But, like, I would assume, now hear me out. I would assume that she can just detach from that doll at any given point and just come back to the doll if she wanted to or whatever. I don't know if the demon's a boy or a girl, but at this point, I don't really care because they were never living, so they can go suck a dick and die. But, like, that would kind of make sense, right? Am I the only one that, like, thinks that? Like, she could just leave and just walk the earth again, right? We're on the same page? Okay, cool. All right, so, Annabelle is still being held at the Warren's Occult Museum, denying that she escaped due to the zoning issues that temporarily shut down their museum in 2019. Something about that doll really does fascinate people. It's sitting in a box and behind glass. Sometimes her legs move and her arms move. And if you don't believe me, Tony Spira, the son-in-law to the Warrens, and the husband to Judy Warren, which she is now Judy Spira. I just said Judy Warren, so you get the you get the, you, you know what I'm meaning, okay? If you didn't know they had a daughter, they have a daughter, okay? And it's Judy. My parents always told me, don't give it recognition. Don't look it in the eyes. And to this day, I will not look it in the eyes. Okay, so he released a video in 2020 confirming that Annabelle is at their museum and they will be opening up again soon. He also warned viewers about the power of Annabelle. But, like most humans that aren't really into this or think it's all just fake, they didn't believe him in the power that she still had. So, eventually one of the viewers got hurt, right? And it was a couple, alright? And when they saw the Annabelle doll, they decided to make fun of her, mock her, and just be a total douchebag to her, right? So, as they left the museum, as their tour ended, and they went home, they, so the boyfriend took her, the motorcycle there, and so they hopped back on the motorcycle and they went home, right? They didn't get into a car, they got on the motorcycle and they went back home, right? So as the husband is, not the husband, the boyfriend is driving the motorcycle, the lady behind him, girlfriend, obviously, latched around his waist, they ended up getting into a serious accident where they drove into a tree head-on now you would think that they would both die but only the boyfriend died and the girlfriend barely escaped living now after that see after that ed and lorraine died right ed died in 2006 and he died around the age of 79 and it didn't really say what he died from all that really said is that he had very poor health conditions okay and then Lorraine Warren died in 2019 and 
she died peacefully in her sleep at the age of 92. And now their whole legacy is basically carried on from their son-in-law, Tony Spiro, who's base, who is basically Ed and Lorraine Warren's prodigy, like, demon, like demonologist, whatever. They shared all of their knowledge with him, okay? Just want to make just just so I can you know throw his name out there so you know who he is and you know what he's doing because he still has ties to the occult museum in Connecticut and he also came out with the TV show on Netflix I think it's called 28 Days In or something like that and it is about him getting a group of paranormal investigators I think it was like three teams three different teams. And he puts them all at separate haunted locations. And what he does is he locks them in there. And they cannot leave for 28 days. They they get food delivered to them. They get all this stuff delivered to them. They can step outside. They just can't leave the property. Okay? But they can tap out if they're like, I can't do this anymore. Alright, I'm done. Come get me. This is over. Right? But it's actually a really good show. Like, I went into it like, oh, this is probably some, like, stupid, like, super fake, like, you'd see it on Destination America. No, this was actually pretty good. I really did, I really enjoyed it. So, if you really, really like paranormal investigations and you like watching that stuff, highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. I'm hoping they do a second season. I heard rumors from what I was researching about the show. I heard rumors that they might be coming out with another one around Halloween of this year, but I could be wrong. Don't take my word for it, okay? I will be telling you guys about, like, how do I explain it? Why some people think Annabelle is not real and isn't actually possessed by a demonic entity. So, like, some of the names, like, all of the priests involved have never mentioned their involvement with exercising Annabelle. The motorcyclist's name, the boyfriend that died, and the woman that barely survived, their names never came out, and Donna and Angie, Annabelle's first victims, never came out with their story once Annabelle started gaining traction. So, this kind of like throws the whole, like, is Annabelle, like, if they never came out, and all of this was just specifically told from the Warrens. Were they making this up or were they, you know, you know what I mean? Were they making it up or is it actually true? Because till the days that they died, they swear that the Annabelle doll was actually possessed. But since nobody is coming forward like they did with Amityville or like they did with the, like, those would cause people, like, you know what I mean? People would come out because I'm not saying that they weren't money hungry or whatnot. But when The Conjuring 1 came out, right? You remember the opening scene where Annabelle is there and they're talking to Donna Donna and Angie. And they're like, hey, like, tell us what's going on with this doll, right? You would think that maybe they'd want some royalties from that movie. I don't know if that's actually would happen. But I'm pretty sure that they would come out with their side of the story and be like, no, this is actually not what happened. You know what I mean? So it just kind of like it if they didn't come forward it's just a little little weird but then again they could also also be like I don't want to be attached to any of this. 
this was a horrific, like, horrific time for me. So, like, back the fuck up off me. Get away. I don't want any of this. I want nothing to do with it. That could also be the case. But, who knows? Because from what I researched, I couldn't even find last names on them. And some of the priests that I re was, like, researching on, um, well, not the priests themselves, but the story with the priests in it, some of their names didn't even come up either. So I kind of kept their names out of it just because I didn't 100% know if that's actually their name, right? So I just want to say that the priest allegedly was Father Cook and I know one of them was Father Cook. I can't remember the other one. God, what was it? Anyways, yeah, but I just want to just want to put that out there, okay? So all right. All right. Cool. All right. Now that is it for this episode. Um, remember Reddit horror stories at noon on Tuesday, like usual movie breakdown on Thursday at noon, like usual. And I will be breaking down the boogeyman. I'm not going to get too much into it. Started out strong, but it kind of fell off at the end. You know, they got to find a better way to end these horror movies. Like, come on, bro. It was stupid, and I'm going to explain why, because we're, I'm not just going to get into it. I'll break it down on Thursday for you. And then for next Sunday, I have a airplane story for you guys, a horror airplane story called Pan Am Flight 103, all right? And I think you guys will enjoy that. I enjoyed reading it because there's this little weird, like, the, how do I explain it? The cra This crash that we're doing like not only shocked a bunch of families hurt a bunch of families but it also made one family tell their daughter to stop being a flight attendant because they didn't want her to get overrun by terrorists and like get like die in a plane crash so she went and worked at the world trade center right so like i'm pretty sure you know what happens after that so it's it's, it's weird it's a creepy it's creepy right so I'm going to be doing Pan Am Flight 13 on Sunday at noon. So stay tuned, all right? Other than that, that's all I got for you guys. You know, I hope you guys had a wonderful week and a wonderful weekend. I hope you just got paid. I hope you're buying yourself all of the fancy jewelry. Remember, remember, Ghost Jewels, 50% off, all right? Code Dusty. They've got some dope-ass jewelry, and I know you guys will enjoy it. Trust me. Go buy yourself some jewelry. Go buy yourself some heels. Go buy yourself a watch. Go buy whatever the fuck you need, all right? You deserve it. I want you to be happy because I'm happy and we're going to make it to the top. I love y'all, okay? Remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly, the most important thing, you're going to be in my episode. Stay safe, all right? I love y'all. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>